Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's up, Zinger Nation and Moon Arbus Mob? How are y'all doing today? I hope you're having a good Monday afternoon. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon Arbus, your home for all things altcoins and decentralized finance. Uh, I'm joined today by my two wonderful guest hosts. We have the DeFi developer, Brian Moore, and real-life Layer 2 enthusiast, Ryan McNamara. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, happy Monday to everyone out there. Uh, so we've got a great show for you planned today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the recent MeBit sale, talking to SPACs attack Chris Catchy, uh, and then we're going to be t- interviewing the CMO of OKCoin, the exchange. Uh, and of course, we're going to be doing the Mooner Bus segment where we take your cryptos and we give them a Mooner Bus rating. Uh, if you're excited for today's show, let us know by smashing the like button and dropping a comment uh, about the crypto projects you're looking at this week. Uh, and, and while you're down there, make sure to subscribe to the Benzinga Crypto uh, specific YouTube channel. It's the first link in the description below. Uh, and, and join the Telegram if you want a 25% off on the Mooner Bus merch. You can see right here, it's got the ETH hat in. It's embroidered with the Mooner Bus logo on the side. Uh, so you can rep your favorite coin. We also have a Bitcoin hat, uh, a Shiba hat, a Doge hat. Uh, so whatever team you're on, you can rep. Uh, and, and also, as always, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, but let's get right into the news today. Uh, so, so there was a recent record sale of a MeBit went for 1,000 ETH. Ryan, you want to give us the story here? Yeah, sure. So MeBits are NFTs. They're made by Larva Labs. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Larva Labs, they're the company that made CryptoPunks that exploded this year. Um, so they recently made MeBits, which is like a 3D version of CryptoPunks, but there's 20,000 of them instead of 10,000 of them. Uh, there was a Dutch auction for these a couple months back. The lowest one sold for about 2.4 ETH. Uh, but if you got them on auction, you weren't sure which one you were going to get. You were just going to get a randomly generated MeBit. And now the price floor is just under 2 ETH for them, but some of them are selling for really big money. Um, let me pull up my screen and show you guys what they look like here. Let me go to a window. Entire screen, I guess. So we talked to G Money uh, NFT. 
uh, last on last Wednesday, and he told us all about CryptoPunks. Uh, I'm sure you guys know about CryptoPunks. There's 10,000 of them, and they're reselling for stupid amounts. The price floor is, is in the tens of thousands of US dollars. Uh, but the same company, Larva Labs, as Ryan just said, created a, a secondary product called MeBits. There's 20,000 of them, so they're still super limited. Uh, and, and I'll show you Ryan's screen here. Yeah, so these ones here, these are the cheaper ones. They're like one and a half ETH. You can see I have them sorted by price low to high. Uh, so you can pick one up for one and a half ETH. Um, these aren't really all that rare. They're just regular MeBits, um, but they do have rare MeBits. So they have uh, pig MeBits. Those ones are pretty rare. Uh, this one's on auction for 1.76. It won't be selling for 1.76. Uh, I've been tracking the sales of these. Pigs are going for right around 10 ETH. Um, but there are rare. So the double pig, this is the rarest MeBit there is. This is the one that sold for 1,000 ETH. Uh, so you can see it here. It's a MeBit that's a pig, and it has two snouts and three eyes. Two snouts. So, oh, my goodness. So 1,000 ETH. Uh, no wonder what is that? That's like, that's like $2 million. <laughs> so that, that's just ludicrous. Um, but there are a lot of different types. It's pretty cool to see. Um, so the rarest type in general is actually dissected. Uh, there's one double pig, but pigs are pretty rare as well. Um, and the dissected me bits you can see here, they're kind of just translucent. There's five of them. Uh, there's a few for sale, but you're going to have to cough up 2,800 ETH if you want one of those. Uh, not super realistic. Uh, but yeah, as you can see, there's elephants. Elephants are more rare than the pigs. It's kind of cool just to look at like what the price floor is, what, are, what each are going for. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, these are algorithmically generated uh, NFTs. So you go here and like each face is either like a human, a robot, an elephant, a pig. Um, and then it can have hats, different types of clothes, chains. Uh, some even have tattoos. So there's a bunch of different things to look at. Mm. And it's not always like the rarest ones are worth the most. It's more just which ones are coveted the most because each one's unique. So like technically speaking, they're all like kind of the same rarity. Um, mm. But of course, there's different species that are more rare than others. And then there's more coveted traits. Uh, like, for example, like the 3D glasses you see on CryptoPunks are on some of these MeBits and those ones go for extra money. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something really cool. I've been tracking the market. I want to pick one up. Hopefully if I can mm -hmm. find a good deal on one. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool. What do you guys think of, about these me bits? I, I don't really know much about them. Um, this is the first time I'm kind of learning about it. I know about this whole kind of, uh, I guess, style of uh, NFTs, which I, I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I don't really know much about them, but Larva Labs, they, I mean, they hit it huge. So I'd say anything they do is worth an investment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Chris is here, and I know he has some thoughts about these as well. So I'm going to bring him on right now. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy to be here on Mooner Bus. I'm rocking the Mooner Bus hey, t-shirt. If you, you guys are watching it. and you don't have this shirt yet, I mean, this is one of what my are you doing? shirts. So go grab this in the merch store right now. Yeah, no, thank you for that plug. Thanks for coming on. Uh, course, what course. do you think about the, the MeBit wave and the CryptoPunk wave? Yeah, you know, the MeBit wave is crazy. I actually just wrote an article about Cool Cats. Cool Cats, they minted at 0 0.02 ETH, and now they're going for an average of 0.66, uh, multiple sales over one ETH. So, you know, it, that was July 1st. So in 11 days, I mean, wow. those things have already you know, rocketed in valuation, which is crazy that all these new NFT projects are, are really picking up again. So mm -hmm. I keep trying to get into some of them, but I seem to be late. 
uh, you know, trying to get into some of them, you know, on the mint day, but otherwise, you know, like right. Ryan said, just watching the sales and seeing, you know, when, when to get in here. Mm -hmm. So Ryan, yeah. what's the price floor on the MeBits right now? And what's the price for on, on CryptoPunks? Uh, MeBits are around 1.6 ETH. CryptoPunks are, I think last time I checked, it was around 18, 19 ETH. Jeez. That's crazy. So oh. do you see MeBits getting anywhere near that level in the future? I think there's always going to be more demand for CryptoPunks. I think that's kind of the pinnacle NFT at this point, mm -hmm. um, something everybody wants. I think MeBits are a little bit more accessible, mm -hmm. um, but the way that MeBits are made, you know, there could like there could be more demand for MeBits like far off in the future in the metaverse because they're 3D and like you can actually mm -hmm. use them as your avatar, say in Decentraland or the Sandbox. Um, whereas mm -hmm. CryptoPunks, like you could make it into an avatar, but like like we saw with G Money, like you have to kind of go through and distort the art and like make it into something that it really isn't as the nft right whereas the me bits it's already like a 3d character uh that you can probably have implemented into some games and just like work right off the bat it'd be cool if we could see like like a me bit in minecraft or in fortnite or something in the future um you know it's, it's definitely on the cards we'll definitely be coming to the blockchain games first um yeah that's that's my thoughts on the nft situation we can move on to the spec deal unless you guys have any other comments all right, cool. I'm here for the spec. <laughs> if you are here for for the, uh, the the Chris Catchy spec attack takeover, smash the like button. Let us know. Uh, I, and so, Chris, I, if I'm understanding this right, so the Bullish Global uh, is a company that's backed by Peter Thiel, um, and, and they are going public via spec for around nine billion dollars. Uh, could you fill us in on on the situation here? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Yeah. So uh, Bullish is backed by Block One. Um, so they announced a merger with Far Peak Acquisitions. So that's a publicly traded SPAC ticker FPAC. So valuing the company at $9 billion. Um, it's interesting, though, because Bloomberg originally reported this rumor and, and said that the listed deal price could be $12 billion, but the falling okay. price of Bitcoin changed the value. So along with the backing, Block One invested $400 million in the company and also put up 164,000 Bitcoin. So they're essentially backing the company with, you know, a huge Bitcoin stake valued at, you know, around $6 billion. So really, the $9 billion deal, it's $6 billion worth of uh, Bitcoin. And then $3 billion is kind of attributed to this new uh, you know, trading platform that bullish is hoping to launch, you know, and use that liquidity. So mm -hmm. they, they said that um, they want to launch a revolutionary regulated cryptocurrency exchange um, mm -hmm. that offers a uh, yield for digital assets. So, you know, right now, they're saying that people that provide liquidity don't get enough rewards. Um, and they want to change that. So yeah, Peter Thiel, the, the founder of PayPal and Palantir, he's an investor in the company. Uh, Galaxy Digital um, is an investor in the company, you know, so it's got some big backers. And then uh, the SPAC that's taking them public was founded by Thomas Farley, who actually was the president of the New York Stock Exchange. Mm -hmm. And he was an investor in Coinbase back in 2015. And wow. he's been pretty bullish on Bitcoin. So this is a pretty interesting deal. Also, you know, highly valued. I actually saw a Twitter post from uh, the CEO of FTX also talking mm -hmm. about, you know, is this almost like a micro strategy play 
where mm-hmm. you know you're you're essentially investing in the Bitcoin holdings that they own. So, mm-hmm. you know, rather than having to just go buy Bitcoin, you know, in a wallet, you could buy stock of this company and kind of, you know, benefit from the rising valuation of Bitcoin. So, you know, the liquidity platform, I'm not as familiar with as, as you guys. You guys are the crypto experts. So I think that's kind of to be seen what happens there. But the big thing here is, you know, almost $6 billion worth of Bitcoin part of the SPAC deal. Yeah. And Chris, what was the ticker for that SPAC one more time? Yep. So it's FPAC. <coughs> Boom. Okay. Aaron, Brian, there you go. Um, and yeah, so the exchange that they're releasing later this year uh, is the focus of it is to have huge liquidity uh, for these institutional investors uh, that often get scared off by low liquidity. They want to have that that safety guarantee uh, of being able to cash out should they want to. So that's why we're seeing uh, uh, so much money go into this deal and so much Bitcoin as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they are able to compete uh, with already existing, uh, like the, those big exchanges. I know Coinbase has an institutional arm. Um, so it'll be curious. I'm curious to see where this goes. But with the backing they have and the funding they have, I'm sure they'll be able to put up a good fight. Yeah, they, they compare themselves to, to Coinbase and uh, Backed and a couple others in the presentation. Uh, you know, the other thing that people have pointed out is with Peter Thiel being an investor, you know, mm-hmm. is there any synergies with Palantir and connecting that huge, you know, data platform that they mm-hmm. have and some of their, you know, customers and partners, mm-hmm. you know, can can they trade off with that? So that could be the difference here with Peter Thiel, you know, being a backer here. What do you guys think? Well, not only that, I'm kind of hung up on the 164,000 Bitcoin. Like that's that's much more than any of these exchanges have on their platforms right now. That's mm-hmm. a huge amount of liquidity to have on a, on one single platform. Yeah, I, I yeah, couldn't I mean, say it better than either of you. I, I mean, I, I, you've already pretty much said all the points I was going to bring up. So, I mean, keep it going. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that would be a huge benefit to have that much Bitcoin. You know, like I said, micro strategy, right, with Michael Saylor. I mean, they've been raising money left and right to buy more Bitcoin and people have invested in micro strategy along the way. And you're not investing in the software business of micro strategy at this point. You're investing in the Bitcoin holdings that they have, you know, as a way to play the valuation rise. So I think with the SPAC deal, Mm -hmm. you kind of get, you know, two benefits. You get the possible exchange you know, and like you guys said, if that can compete with Coinbase and some of the others with, you know, the, the high liquidity, that could be huge. But also you get that huge, you know, Bitcoin holding, you know, so you're kind of playing, you know, two growth areas if you really believe in the growth of, you know, Bitcoin and crypto overall. Yeah, that's a great play. And I saw an interview with Benjamin Cowan and Michael Saylor the other week. Uh, and Michael Saylor was explaining that for publicly traded companies to get their hands on some Bitcoin and put on their balance sheets, it could take anywhere between six months to a year. Um, so now that the prices have corrected, the market has corrected, uh, the institutions are probably now going to be starting to move in. Uh, and so, but, but the prices won't catch up to that. We won't see the orders going through uh, for maybe six to 12 months, uh, like Sailor said. So um, having this SPAC and having micro strategies is, is a quick way for these companies to get exposure to that BTC volatility. Agreed. And a great way to do it too. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, you know, I I think this was a a great deal. And like I said, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, this was going to value the company at $12 billion. And, Mm. you know, with the fall in Bitcoin, you know, the the SPAC gets a $9 billion deal. So essentially, if Bitcoin starts to rise, 
you know, mm-hmm. shares of this SPAC should trade higher because it's based on that price point of Bitcoin, you know, at the $9 billion deal price. So I think that's another benefit here to, to shareholders. Very cool how we're seeing all these uh, fun, new and creative ways for people to get this Bitcoin exposure until it's more regulated by the government. Uh, they're really dragging their feet on that. I can't wait until we see these Bitcoin ETFs. Chris, do you have any uh, any thoughts on the Bitcoin ETF situation? You know, I, I really thought we'd see some get approved here, but it just seems like every time they file, the SEC tries to delay, delay, delay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ARC filed for one, and I kind of mm-hmm. thought, you know, between ARC and Fidelity and some of the bigger names, we, mm-hmm. we'd really start to see, you know, the process change. Because before it was yeah. some of the, the smaller ETF groups, the lesser well-known ones, mm-hmm. and, and now you're seeing the big boys, right, want a piece of it. And I really thought that would help, but... It just seems like the SEC wants to try to delay what it can in the crypto field because they, you know, they've tried to delay other areas and haven't been as successful. So this is one way where they can kind of stop that progress. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Chris, do you know if there's any update on ARK Invest ETF? Uh, I know they applied for it, but are they just waiting to hear back right now? Yeah, so they applied for it and there hasn't been an update that it got approved. Um, whereas typically, like when they file the ETFs, they're ready to go within the the 72, I think it is, 72-day window. But here with that ETF, they're essentially playing the waiting game first before that countdown kind of begins, mm-hmm. is my understanding. So, you know, again, Kathy Wood, she's been very bullish on Bitcoin and crypto. Um, no surprise that ARK filed for the ETF, but... I just don't think we see it, you know, in the near term. Um, maybe by the end of the year, we finally get, you know, a real Bitcoin ETF. But I, I just feel like it, it's until we get the official news, it's just not going to happen here. Mm-hmm. What about the Grayscale? Yeah, I thought they had a multiple different ETFs that were approved, but I'm, I might be wrong. Yeah, so Grayscale <clears throat> is a little bit different. It's technically not an ETF. It's It trades over the counter and it's a trust. Um, So instead of being an exchange traded fund, it's it's a trust that holds the Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, very similar to an ETF. And that's why it's so popular, right? So GBTC is the ticker, trades over the counter. You're paying a bit of a premium, right? So you're not getting the Bitcoin at the cost. You're paying, I think it's like um, 1.5%. It's actually hefty. Yeah, it's pretty hefty for, I mean, a normal ETF is way less than that. So um, you know, but that's a good way to play it. But yeah, that, that one kind of snuck in there, you know, around the, the regulation and, and Grayscale, they filed more. They've got the Ethereum one and Brian, to your point, I think they filed for, for more, even some altcoin, uh, trust funds going forward. They, yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely have, there's a little bit of a, um, controversy with them because they were saying that the, the, the returns aren't as high for the, um, the fee you have to pay for it and they were like pocketing part of it it's a whole whole big thing but yeah they they're real quick and like you said they're kind of sneaky with it i wouldn't go with the grayscale one just because of what we just said i mean that's not the best way to get into crypto but if you're Mm -hmm. wanting to break in you know it's an option It's kind of like the beginner stage, right? Like if you don't have a wallet, if you don't follow crypto, if you just want to Mm -hmm. invest, you know, with your stock account, your IRA, you know, Mm -hmm. GBTC can be one of those easy ways where essentially you're paying a premium, but it's super easy to buy, right? And you just tuck Mm -hmm. it away and hope that the valuation increases over time. Yeah, I don't think that the GBTC is aimed at like the traditional retail investor per se. Yeah. It's more for those IRA accounts and more for the institutions that 
they can't just set up a Coinbase account like uh, the retail trader can. Um, but yeah, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have to have you on again. Loved your insights today. Of course. We'll, we'll see you soon. All right. Smash that like, guys, and don't forget about your merch. <laughs> it's a really comfy Thanks, shirt, man. I will say. They it are is. Very I love this thing. I love this thing. Yeah. Take Make care, sure you guys. go get one. You too, Chris. See ya. Thanks, bud. Alrighty, so uh, that was the news for today. Next up, we have the interview with uh, with Hyder from OKCoin. Uh, Hyder, I see you're backstage there. Welcome to the stream. How are you doing today? I am well. Hi, guys. Hey, so, Hi, so thank you so much on. for coming on. Um, mm -hmm. If you could just give us a little bit of background on yourself, how you got into crypto, and, and how you joined the OKCoin team. Uh, yeah, quick background. I think I started my career on Madison Avenue. So I, you know, traditional marketing advertising guy uh, back in, you know, mid 2000s, uh, 2006, and then eventually started working on tech brands, made my way to Microsoft, uh, did some ventures in the middle. And then uh, during the 2017 bull run, I decided I wanted to get back, uh, get into crypto. So, I, you know, I, I put in a lot of effort, long story short, I ended up as the head of growth, the first head of growth at blockchain.com. I was there for about, uh, close to two years and uh, was looking to, to transition over and work uh, at an exchange. Uh, and I joined OKCoin in March or April of 2020. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so for, for those of there out there who have not heard of OKCoin, uh, what makes it unique and what services do you offer? So I think a lot of people have heard of OKCoin, but the perception is, you know, it's this exchange that was founded in China once upon a time ago. Uh, what happened with OKCoin is we recently re, uh, re sort of established it in the United States. So the headquarters is in the United States. It is a global platform exchange. Uh, and, and we serve, you know, a, a ton of markets uh, where we have licenses to operate. Uh, so what differentiates OKCoin are the following areas. One, I think we're, we're trying our best to make sure that people are not scared coming into crypto because of its complexity. So a lot of the things that we do from a user experience standpoint is very intentional in driving some of the novices out there to, to hop on board and become investors and become traders and so on and so forth. So UX is, uh, I think, our, our key sort of differentiator. We're, uh, we'll, we'll get into it here in a second. The other piece that we think is, uh, has been a great opportunity for us to differentiate ourselves is a lot of the compelling protocols and assets typically get listed on global DEXs. And we, what we try to do is we identify these protocols and the teams that are really strong. And what we've been doing is bringing them to the U.S. customer as soon as possible. So the examples are Stacks, Ecosystem, STX. We were the first and the only exchange to list it in the U.S. and globally. Uh, then uh, AVAX, we became the first exchange to list AVAX and also provide AVAX stacking. Uh, mm -hmm. And now uh, last week or the week prior, we listed NEAR. Uh, mm -hmm. So again, those are the ways in which we're differentiating. Clean up the UX, make it really easy for anyone to go in and out of crypto. Uh, and then give access to these really compelling protocols that have promising future. Awesome. <clears throat> so your guys' website says you have the lowest fees around. Do you guys cover the gas fees or is your pay structure, your fee structure, like uh, if you hold a certain amount of coin, um, you get a percentage off? Or how do you guys uh, achieve that? So there, there are a number of layers to fees. So there's the trading fees. There are fees related to when you make a deposit. 
uh, it all varies. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you connect your bank account, the fees may be different to make a deposit versus, say, if you use your debit card or if you crypto from another platform. So there's varying fees. What we try and do is be as transparent, uh, be as clear with our messaging. So what we don't say is you're paying no fees, but you know the spreads yeah. are really bad. Uh, so what we try and do is be as direct and honest about the fees, different layers. We tend to send emails to our customers. So it's a, it's a reminder that they know what they're being charged. Uh, but mainly where our fees are extremely compelling is for anyone to go in and out of DeFi and not have to pay gas fees, uh, gas fees related to wallet creation or staking. Uh, we remove those uh, all altogether. Awesome. So does OKCoin <clears throat> cover those gas fees then, or how does that work? Because I know you still have to pay the miners in some capacity. Yeah, for, for now, our, our bigger mission or sort of vision is bring more and more people into DeFi. So mm-hmm. we're eating up the costs with the idea that if we're able to bring uh, more people in, then ultimately we build a really healthy ecosystem on OKCoin. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so your platform, uh, your Earn platform says, uh, put your crypto to work with staking and DeFi. Um, so you are you putting uh, your users' money into DeFi platforms and which ones? Yeah. So look, I think uh, a lot of companies out there and platforms are offering Earn. Almost mm-hmm. every crypto platform now has Earn, a centralized yep. crypto platform. We are extremely different. We're nothing like others in the market. Mm-hmm. And here's how. We don't have our own lending desk. We're not taking capital from our uh, customers and investors and then uh, you know, lending it out and earning interest and then giving back a certain portion to our customers. What we do is very different. We have directly integrated into these DeFi protocols. And the mm-hmm. value that we create is back to the user experience point I was mentioning. Right now, if you want to go into any of these DeFi protocols, you'll have to go create a wallet uh, mm-hmm. or you'll have to go into one of the DEXs. Now, mm-hmm. we all know, even among our friends, people who are non-crypto natives, for them, that is just impossible to do. It's a yeah. very scary and complex process. Uh-huh. So what we've done that's super unique is we've integrated into these protocols so you can make a one-click deposit on OKCoin, get straight into these DeFi protocols and start earning uh, so we don't set the APYs, uh, the mm-hmm. protocols set it. So they do tend to fluctuate. Uh, but the value again is that we're not uh, we're not basically taking the capital and deploying it in these lending pools. It is your direct connection into your favorite DeFi protocols. Interesting. So which protocols are you using? Are, are you able to say and and do users know which protocol that they're they're investing in when they do it on OKCoin? Yeah, so look, it's all transparent. Uh, we don't we don't hide anything. Uh, you know, currently you have the most popular uh, staking product right now is Stacks mm-hmm. STX. Yep. The reason why it's uh, so popular is you can easily come in and deposit and get into Stacks staking. But what you earn is BTC rewards, which is really unique. So you don't have to transfer it into BTC, so on and so forth. What you actually get deposited in your account. Are BTC uh, is like a denomination of BTC, uh, so that's the most popular protocol we have. Then we have uh, Avalanche, Avax, we have mm-hmm. DOT, we have two versions of Compound. Uh, you can do it through Dai or USDC, and then two versions of YFI, USDT and Dai, and they the interest rates uh, tend to fluctuate depending on which entry point you choose. Gotcha. So I'm curious about the stacks uh, with Bitcoin rewards. How exactly does that work? Uh, in terms of uh, the rewards itself? Yeah, so typically when I like stake Ethereum, for example, I'll, I'll earn some additional Ethereum as my interest. Um, but 
uh, how does Stacks earn Bitcoin instead? So it's not an Ethereum-based protocol. So I think that's the, the first reason why you're able to earn BTC rewards. So they use a lot of the components of BTC Bitcoin uh, to ultimately configure that. So it's a, it's a very unique DeFi protocol. I think the, uh, the perception at large is that DeFi people associate with Ethereum, and that's not necessarily uh, 100% uh, the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean Bitcoin is like the first application of DeFi, right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think that... the reasons why we're we're pretty bullish on Stacks in in many ways from a technology standpoint, which is why we uh, we decided to list them. Uh, you know, when they released their two O uh, version uh, late last year, uh, and then we were the first ones, and I think we're currently the only ones to provide staking support. So you can do it through Stacks Wallet, but the difference. <clears throat> doing it on our platform versus Stacks wallet is that you need a higher amount to be able to stack or enter the the, the, the protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you have the fees associated to it, which we remove. Very cool. Ryan, yeah, did you have a comment? Yeah, earning interest on Stacks, I mean, that sounds really interesting, especially for people already in DeFi. I was going to make that point because, like, Logan, me, and Brian, we all have our MetaMask, and we know how to use DeFi on Ethereum. And it's not hard for us to go into compound or year in finance and just earn interest ourselves. Like we're not going to make a, another account to do that, but for something like stacks where we don't necessarily know exactly what to do, like it's honestly just easier to go to OKCoin okay and earn interest in Bitcoin off stacks that way. I mean, I think ultimately, you know, even for people who are crypto natives who know how to use MetaMask and go in and out of DEXs, the the question you do ask is well why do I even need that and why would I go out, out of my way to pay fees when I can actually be on OKCoin earn and remove the fees earn more and it's a much more simpler u- user experience and look if something goes wrong you know you also have a customer service uh, support mm-hmm. that, that will help you out so uh, that's it's a good point yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good argument. Uh, so, so when I'm trusting my money with an exchange, I always like to know uh, where they're based and what their insurance policies are and their storage policies. So can you run us through those? Yeah, look, so we are based in uh, the United States. We're uh, regulated by FinCEN and FINRA. Uh, and I think what I'll say about you know uh, customer funds and, and what have you is the following. Uh, we are in the business of uh, helping people generate wealth. Uh, of course, the first fundamental of that is making sure that customer funds are secure. So in any instance, if there is ever in the future, uh, you know, any compromise to customer funds, of course, it's in the best of OKCoin's interest to mitigate that situation uh, as soon as possible. So I think what I would say is, our, our, you know, we are licensed in the United States. We are regulated. Therefore, we have to, we have to keep everything super buttoned up. And uh, I'll say this in summary. I think... Uh, all the funds are secure. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we have our own security protocols on our side uh, that uh, protect customer funds. So uh, I think we we feel pretty comfortable uh, with it. And of course, our our personal funds are also on it. So we, you know, I think it's uh, uh, we have all the confidence that people's funds are are safe. Yeah, that's great to see. I usually tell people uh, when they're looking for exchanges, hey, use something that's U.S. based or decentralized. Uh, so it's good to see that you, that OKCoin is is US based. You said it wasn't always that way. It started in China, but it's now US based. Correct. Okay, yeah. In cool. 2018, we we headquartered in, in the United States and went went on a roadmap to uh, to secure all the licenses that we needed to operate in the United States. Nice. So I had a question about how uh, users earn interest on some cryptocurrencies on your platform. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you have Polkadot and Avax, and those two platforms. 
you're actually able to stake like to be a validator on their proof of stake network. And then you have compound in your finance, which are Ethereum DeFi protocols where you can earn interest in other ways on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. Awesome. So are you planning on, on adding other proof of stake networks? If you could speak on that at all. And if not, I mean, are you considering adding other Ethereum network uh, ways to earn interest on crypto? Ryan, I'll say this, we're always exploring. Uh, what I'm unable to share are any future plans, uh, okay. listings or listing uh, in our earned product. But I will mm. say this, that we are uh, you know, continuously evaluating other protocols. We do the evaluation in two different ways. One is we're constantly asking our customer community uh, for mm-hmm. their feedback. Uh, so if something becomes really popular and there's demand for it, of course, naturally, it makes its way up on the roadmap. The second thing is our teams are also exploring and identifying different protocols that have a unique sort of utility and value proposition for these customers and our ability to work with them. Uh, so if all those things align, uh, naturally, we want to add more uh, more optionality here on our own product. Very cool. Uh, so let's talk about a couple of the ones that you have already added, uh, those being Stacks, AVAX, and Near. Those are the three unique ones that you mentioned earlier. Uh, and you also said that you do some vetting beforehand to, to provide your customers with something that you guys also uh, feel is is probably a, a safer bet than some other things on the market. Um, could you talk about how that vetting process works and what you guys look for in a, in a project? Uh, look, we have a pretty robust compliance team and a legal team. Uh, step number one as a regulated exchange is for us to run everything through our compliance department. Mm-hmm. So they do their due diligence. Uh, and once that gets greenlit, then we have a product evaluation and we determine if we can actually integrate it from a product standpoint. So I think those are the two key uh, you know, uh, things that we evaluate through. Uh, and that ultimately determines what makes it uh, makes it here on the earned pro- uh, product. Gotcha. Very cool. <clears throat> yeah, ultimately, look, it's also about the teams. Uh, if we can identify the teams, uh, yeah. if we know that they're legitimate, uh, mm-hmm. you know, highly skilled teams, then, of course, that, that helps. Uh, if it's an anonymous team, of course, it's, it's tougher for us to do anything with them. Most definitely. Are there any, like, audit platforms that you guys... Uh... You guys rely on? Uh, we we have a number of audit platforms, but I'm not the best person to speak to it. It's it's mostly uh, folks in our compliance and legal teams, for sure. Do you guys uh, have your own crypto uh, token or coin? Or are you guys thinking of building one to use in any way? Uh, no, we don't have one. Uh, we are pretty busy with uh, the stuff that we have to do. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we think there's a huge opportunity to keep building on this earned product. Uh, we think there's more opportunity around bringing uh, more compelling listings uh, to market. We also think there's a role we want to play in helping people uh, become better investors. Uh, so, you know, how do you turn people who are novices, new to investing, and they are intrigued with crypto, uh, to bring them over to the platform, but do so in a way with a sense of responsibility that we can, yeah. we can guide them into the right areas. We can teach them how to do dollar cost average. Uh, versus, you know, just uh, following something that's really hyped up on social. So uh, I think those are our focus areas right now. We frankly don't, uh, we haven't been discussing anything related to issuing our own token. Uh, It it hasn't been a point of discussion. No, that makes sense. There's also the, there's a whole 
you know, is a security token, is it a utility token, that little difficult balance you have to do, as well as all the legalese, which I'm sure your team could handle. But I, I get what you're saying there. That's it's, it's kind of cool that you're not really trying to focus like how KuCoin has their own token. They want you to hold it. They want you and same with Binance. Mm-hmm. You guys are more focused on trying to broaden your audience and get as many people into this space as you want. And you're not trying to profit off that per se, that exact thing. But, you know, you're just trying to you're helping people. And I, I like that a whole lot. Thank you, Brian. I think for us last year, if you look at OKCoin, you know, back in March, we were a very traditional trading platform. You would come in and it was all about charting and different order types. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 12 months. Now, if you log into OKCoin, it's a very sort of simplified dashboard experience. It's an experience mm-hmm. where you'll continue to see evolution, where it's going to be much easier for you to manage your portfolio, uh, do different allocations across earn or other trades. Uh, and then if you wanted to go into a sophisticated trading experience, it's one click away. It's not that you have to log out, log into another platform. You can just seamlessly transition into a sophisticated trading experience. So the product looks a lot different. I can tell you this, what excites us collectively at OKCoin in San Francisco or or our distributed teams is the following. We basically see there's a large world out there that that holds stocks, uh, equities and stocks in their portfolio, but they don't have crypto in their portfolio. What we're trying to do are is create user experience and tools and services that helps those people you know, add crypto, start adding crypto to their portfolio. Our hope is that people can start taking one to 5% of their overall investment portfolio and exposing it to the crypto markets. So in order for us to do that, we know we have to be really, um, you know, we have to take a really simplified approach towards user experience, mm-hmm. the language we choose, uh, yeah. the way we speak to our customers is not the way we speak in crypto circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the t- types of things we're trying to do as a brand uh, and as a community to to onboard, uh, you know, the, the, the folks who've heard about crypto, have a sense of excitement, but have a little bit of fear uh, or see the complexity and it scares them away. Mm-hmm. I think what you guys are doing for DeFi is huge, and I think it's really commendable. Um, if you guys are enjoying this, make sure you let us know and ask a question in the chat for OKCoin. But I'm going to turn to a chat question right now. Ed Miles wants to know, can you use OKCoin in New York? Uh, we would love for that to be the case one day. Uh, I can say this, that it is an active uh, thing that our compliance teams are exploring. We don't mm-hmm. have a date yet, but of course, we want New York, uh, and we hope to get it soon. Yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, so let's talk about your learn platform for a second. Uh, so this is like an educational uh, uh, section of your website where you can also, can you earn some some crypto, some crypto while you're at it? Um, no. Okay. So yeah. what differentiates your learn platform from other learn platforms uh, like say Coinbase, for example? Yeah, look, I think we're our uh, learn platform is, uh, you know, in incubation. So what is going to actually be released in the coming months uh, is going to be the the actual representation of our vision. Right now, it's just uh, pointing us uh, to a, a number of content pieces that help people get educated on investments and what we're doing here at OKCoin. Mm-hmm. You have a question about you know whether people will be able to earn. We think that we want to give our customers number of ways to earn, not just by learning, but also by doing things on the platform. So if they go into earn uh, protocols, we want to reward them. If they go do trading or they you know, HODL, we want to ultimately reward them and give them the ability to earn, not just through learning. So what you might see in the future is our learn product 
is going to be a lot more robust in onboarding novices over to crypto and helping them understand some of these basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And then in that journey, we will open up the earn feature, the rewards feature for all behavior on platform, not just learn. So, cool. you know, a lot of times we do, um, you know, we basically do airdrops with other protocols. And those airdrops are tied to product behaviors. Uh, so if you come in and you make a deposit and you say, for example, purchase near, mm-hmm. we will reward you with some free near as part of that behavior. So it gives you an added incentive to go explore a new network, a new asset. And of course, once you get something as a reward, you're more inclined to go and learn about it. So, so mm-hmm. again, we're exploring a number of different ways to, to continue to provide rewards to our customers. Uh, and also do uh, something different on on the learn side, which you'll see in a few months. Very cool. So do you have any of those airdrops or, or free crypto promos going on right now that we could claim? Yeah. So I think if you're a new customer, uh, there there is a reward associated to being a new customer and onboarding. Uh, we just ended our phase one of the near airdrop. It's mm-hmm. very likely that we may open up another phase. Uh, mm-hmm. So the first phase was to give uh, twenty dollars uh, worth of near to about five thousand customers. Wow. That got claimed pretty fast. Uh, so we're gonna try and open up another five thousand in the community. <clears throat> in addition to that, we also are uh, something that hasn't been released or announced yet mm-hmm. is we are upping our rewards on referrals. So historically, our referral reward was not as appealing. It was like ten dollars for any person you you refer, and the, the person you refer also get ten ten dollars. Once mm-hmm. they complete a deposit, we're upping that amount. So I think I, I don't want to promise what that amount is going to look like, but it's mm-hmm. probably going to look like five to six, uh, six fold of where it is today. Uh, wow. And I, uh, that will get released either tomorrow or day after. So if you want to refer people to OKCoin after joining it, I think uh, just wait for a few days because the reward is going to get uh, five times bigger. Can become very lucrative. Uh, yeah, I'll have to set my account up later on. So your website is, is okcoin.com. I also see you have an advanced platform. Um, could you run us through the the advantages for using that? And it's probably a little bit less UX focused, um, but it's good that you have both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, so this is what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, the value we're trying to provide is one place for your entire journey as an investor and trader, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's uh, you know managing your portfolio, uh, adding a little bit of uh, crypto at a time to learn mm-hmm. what it's about, or if you're ready and uh, to start staking, uh, an easy entry point into the DeFi world. And thirdly, if you are sophisticated enough or if you have the appetite to want to go do advanced trading, that platform is right there a click away within the OKCoin.com platform. Nice. And the unique thing about our exchange is that you have some of the, uh, we have a variety of different order types. I think we have seven to eight different order types. That's more than any other exchange out there. So if you're a sophisticated day trader, it's a great platform for you to, uh, to for you to leverage. Uh, so that's uh, that's how we're differentiating between the, the three different products that we have. Awesome. Oh, Brian or Ryan, do you have any other questions? No, I think we can send it to the chat. If the chat has any questions, we can answer those. Yeah, the uh, OKCoin is much different from when I first used it. When I first used it, it was uh, very limited in the tokens you guys had and coins you guys had. There wasn't much to do on the U.S. side, like because, of course, I was doing it from here. Um, but just mm-hmm. going through the website now, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a total 180. I mean, it's it's much smoother, cleaner, 
a lot more stuff you guys offer. I, I'm going to start using a lot more. I didn't really even know that it had all these changes either until we knew you were coming on. So that's, I'm very excited about to see where, where this will take you guys. Amazing, Brian. I, let us know if you want a referral code. I'm happy to send you mine. Yeah, I'll um, take it. Just wait two or three days. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, yeah. there is also a new app we released. Uh, that new app is in Google and Apple uh, app stores. And nice. it, it is a much simpler uh, version of, uh, of OKCoin. Uh, so it's uh, designed in a way that you can easily come in, connect your bank account, uh, start adding crypto to your portfolio. Uh, we are soon going to be releasing Earn on the app. I think, uh, don't hold me to it, but I think it's going to be the end of this month. Uh, so you'll be able to manage all your Earn allocations and uh, deposits uh, through the mobile app going forward. We also did a rebrand, Brian. I don't know if you noticed, but the brand looked yeah. very 12 months ago than what it looks mm -hmm. uh, to be now. And I think yeah. uh, the goal is we're just going to try and do some really fun, creative stuff with the brand. We're going to make it look a lot simpler so people are not intimidated, but we also have fun, uh, you know, with the brand and, and with, mm -hmm. with our community. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. I'm looking forward to the future of OKCoin. Hyder, it was a pleasure having you on today. Uh, if there's anything else that you want to shout out or let us know about, uh, the floor is yours. No, thank you. Thanks for having me and hope, hope to chat with you guys again soon. It was thank a pleasure. You. Thanks, right, have a good one. That's already this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling okay, buddy? Yeah, I just had like the something in my throat this whole show since we started. I haven't been able to get it out. It's been bugging me. Sorry, I had to take a drink. Hey, we're all going to make it. Uh, yeah. Already. So it is now time for Moon or Bust, your favorite segment where you guys drop coins, cryptocurrency projects into the chat, uh, and we'll pull them up on CoinMarketCap, give them a high-level overview and a Moon or Bust rating. Uh, uh, so start spamming, fill the chat with all the coins you're looking at, all the projects you want to learn about, uh, and we will pull them up and give them our thoughts right after the intro, baby. Man, I love that. It never gets old. All right, I'm pulling up CoinMarketCap right here. I'm going to share my screen. Do you guys see any, any tickers in the chat uh, that you guys want to talk about? Uh, Yes, no, maybe so. Chris says, smash the like. You heard it here first. Smash that like button. Subscribe to the Benzinger Crypto YouTube channel. First link in the description below uh, so you can stay up to date with all of our crypto content. Uh, okay, NKN, Ed Miles. What's up, homie? Uh, you guys know anything about this? Can you get anything going for me while I'm pulling up my screen? Yeah, I don't really know anything about this one either. Yeah, I have not heard of it. Alrighty, well... Uh, in that case, we will be giving you guys our initial impressions. Uh, so just be warned that this is very far from investment advice. Uh, uh, we are just going to show you how we approach looking at new projects. Uh, so you can hopefully do the same. Uh, oh, they, they are on Coinbase. Mm -hmm. Um, they are, they're gonna, they're kind of like the, uh, what, um, uh, ICP and uh, the Cosmos Network are, they're in that kind of area. Like how uh, Ed said, um, the internet, internet of blockchains, the internet of things, like they're, they're a whole um, 
kind of infrastructure for Internet of Things. Hmm. Very interesting. A new kind of network. That's what NKN stands for. That's uh, I like it. <laughs> that makes one of us. Uh, it's an open source protocol for public blockchain-based peer-to-peer networks. You can also, uh, their SDK is available and their software development kit is available in JavaScript, Golang, C++, Java, Python, and on iOS or Android. So I guess Kotlin and Swift, um, which is pretty good. That's, that's pretty cool to, to see that they've made it to where it's, you can write it in whatever you use. Cause those are the main, um, you know, uh, blockchain languages that you'd use JavaScript, Golang and Java and Python, all those. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. <clears throat> you can build whatever you want from a mobile app to a full web app to a desk. I mean, whatever you're looking for, that's, I like that a whole lot. Yeah. And I like how they make it easy to develop things on the platform, right? Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to what's developed on the platform and how many users are actually using it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's why I like, I'm very excited for our um, coming up interview um, where we'll, we'll talk with the, cosmos guys and everything because they have a whole like plug and play aspect where their sdk is like already built out for you where you just plug in what you need and it's a full-on block it's really neat i think nkn's like pretty much right there with them just on a different um aspect which is still really really cool yeah and well and while you bring that up cosmos protocol is coming on moon or bust on wednesday uh, that is two days from now. You do not want to miss it. This is the 32nd biggest coin on CoinMarketCap and by far the largest coin that we've had on the show. Actually, wait, no. Am, am I capping? Is is that cap? Is, is Shiba Inu bigger Shiba? than Cosmos? It's is Shiba bigger? Well, it depends, on, it depends on how you look at it. That's true. <laughs> oh, I right mean. there. Shiba Inu is ahead of Cosmos by two positions currently. Uh, so that I mean, was indeed big. cap. But Cosmos is, I think, is probably a, a more legitimate and a more well-developed, bigger team. Uh, legitimate um, isn't the word you were looking for. Just for our Shiba Inu people, they they're still legitimate. <laughs> they're just it's just a, they just do different things. They're they're two different products. We love you, Shiba Army. I didn't mean to call you illegitimate. <laughs> um, I just meant you know been around on the block for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but back to NKN. Let's finish this up. Give it a moon or bust. Um, from a fundamental perspective, it seems like a good project. I mean, they're, they're by no means the only ones trying to do this, um, but they've been around for a while and they're listed on Coinbase. So I'll give it a, a moon from the fundamental perspective. I honestly think that they're going to be, I know we were all about ICP, but I think these guys are going to be a little, I mean, they're, they're two different things they're trying to do, but I think that these guys are way more ahead of ICP in terms of uh, what they have going on. And Hey, we would love to have someone from uh, the internet computer to come on the show and tell us, tell me that I'm wrong. I'd be happy to accept that, but um, I'm going to give it a moon because I, I I love these kinds of companies. I love these kinds of projects. They are, you know, building the way to just decentralize or make everything, everyone's lives easier down the road. And I, I think that these have, I don't think there can be too many of them yet. I think that one point we will have too many, but mm-hmm. right now I think if you're in there, you're in there like swimwear, you're, you're good to go. And I, I, I like it. Yeah, I have to right. agree with both you guys. 
Um, I see it's been up to $1.20 before, and I think all three of us agree that the bull run's going to keep happening. And I think if the bull run's going to keep happening, we'll probably see new all-time highs for a lot of these altcoins. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's 20 cents right now, not financial advice, but if the bull run keeps happening, that's a 6x return just to make it back up to those all-time highs. Uh, so I'm giving it a moon, too. There you go. Burp, 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 burp. First. Do I have that? Hey. Hey. My favorite. It's a moon. Uh, all right. So, what other projects do you guys want to talk about today? There's EOS, there's Cody, there's Neo. Neo's uh, I've never seen Gala. Gala? I haven't seen I, I don't know that one either. All right. Liz Taylor wants to hear about Gala. Let's check it out. All right. Gala is the 377th. Biggest token on coin market cap is currently trading for eight tenths of a cent, down three percent today against the U.S. dollar. Has a market cap of fifty-six million U.S. dollars and a circulating supply of seven billion Gala tokens. Uh, it has been on coin market cap since October of last year. It, it had the price run up around the normal time, uh, same same time as the rest of the market in March, and has fallen subsequently since then, along with the market. Um, let's see, Gala claims to be designed to power the Gala Games ecosystem to support gaming reimagined to benefit creators and players alike. So this is a, a blockchain gaming play we got here. Yeah, it's one of those. It's a, it looks like there's a bunch of different NFTs. You can get uh, different skins. I, I'm not really big. Like, I, this isn't really my, um, I wouldn't say cup of tea. I just don't know so much about it. I think Ryan knows a lot more about this, like with Axie and all those. I think this is kind of where they're falling in. Um, mm hmm you can download their web app straight from their straight from the website in your browser. If you have brave or opera, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. It looks like they have some games out too that people are using. So that's a good sign. Yeah. And gaming blockchain gaming is going to be taken off. And I mean, it already has, but it's going to keep going. If, if they do things right, it, it'll still, I mean, it, it's limitless where some of these guys can be like mana man is going to explode one day if it you know stays its trajectory um all these kinds of just there's yeah. so much so much going on yeah i think these blockchain based games are truly like a real moon or bust because i mean they have mm. the potential to go viral with, with gaming and if, if one game on one of these platforms actually goes viral and we see right. millions and millions of people start using it, then of course their token's going to shoot up like 100x. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely a high risk, high reward play. I did notice a couple things uh, on Coin Market Cap, though. One, it's on the Ethereum network, which I like to see. But two, there's only 7 billion of these tokens out with a max supply of 28 billion. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be a reason why this coin has been trickling down slowly. Uh, if people are selling off interest they make by staking, I don't even know like how, how staking works with Gala. Uh, I, I literally don't know anything about this token. So uh, take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I mean, that that's potentially a problem there. Uh, if you're interested in investing in this coin, I would definitely look into how they're giving out staking rewards and how they plan to give out the rest of that supply in the future. Uh, because if so it's not buy, over the long term, then then that could be a problem. But so go you, ahead, buy a, you buy a license to run a node and you can buy it in Gala, Ethereum, or BAT. It's pretty dang hefty. It's five point five four eight uh, Ethereum to run to buy one node, mm -hmm. and it is. I was just saying, Bat is 
20,000 bat, 20, 20.5 bat to uh, buy one. But that's how you get, um, how you would get contributions or redistribution rewards for running a node. That's how their staking would work. And you are pretty much, um, I, I would say you probably get rewarded well. I don't know. It doesn't really give you like what the, the APY on running one is or what you actually get in return. Well, not from what I can see yet. Um, but since it's so high, I would imagine that you get rewarded pretty quickly. I mean, it, it has to be substantial for someone to pay that. Cause I mean, five, just five Ethereum. That's like, and that's 10.2 thousand dollars. And that's just a fee to get going, right? It's not like you're actually staking that and then you can get it back later. Like most other platforms. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. buying a license to right. run the node. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a little off-putting, in my opinion, for people wanting to run a node that you have mm -hmm. to be pretty well-versed in this. You have to be, you have to have a lot of uh, backup crypto, mm -hmm. but that's also probably a good thing that, you know, that means that people are going to, people who believe in the project want the project to happen. You know, you're not going to just get anybody running a node for $10,000. I mean, more than almost $15,000 now. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's a pro and con kind of thing. I will, I'm okay. not running a node. So well, I just want to point out this thing on the website. They, they have over 8,000 player run nodes powering their ecosystem already. Um, that is, is pretty shocking to me. And, and that alone is enough for me to give it a moon from the fundamental perspective. Yeah, I, I would, I would assume that the price goes up with each node as well. So it probably started off low and now it's kind of getting heavy i mean yeah i i think i agree with you i i'm i had the same sentiment i think that it has a lot of potential yeah, i agree I, I do think it has a lot of potential and that eight thousand notes is a huge amount i mean you see cardano i think they have maybe around eleven thousand to put that in perspective wow. so mm -hmm. i mean that's that's a huge amount to have um mm -hmm. but like i said uh, i'm not going to give it a moon until i see uh, where all those tokens are going since only 7 billion out of the 28 billion in existence are already out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll have to do more research before I give it a moon. It's got 1.8 million monthly active users and $3 million was their most expensive NFT sold. Wow. They sold an NFT for 3 million. That's crazy. That's um, what their site says. Yeah. Shiloh wants to know how do you check the node count? They have it displayed on their about page on their website here. Um, okay. That is it for Gala. Uh, so I gave it a moon. Brian gave it a moon. Ryan could not justify it. Um, thank you for being cautious, protecting our investors out there. Um, but overall, that is a that is a halfway moon. Um, okay, so I think we should do Axie next. I saw a comment for it earlier. We talked about uh, the game itself, but we did not talk about the token a whole lot. Um, so Ryan, you want to give us an overview while we're talking about blockchain gaming? Yeah, sure. So Axie Infinity is the governance token uh, for the gaming platform. It shot up a ton in the recent weeks. Um, from my understanding, it's mostly due to like some new economics in the game. Uh, so that I think they de-restricted some breeding processes and some other things. So actually playing the game became a lot more lucrative for people like a week or two ago. Um, I don't personally play the game, but it looks very interesting. Um, but in order to play the game, you have to buy three NFTs. You have to buy three different, what they're called axes. They're like basically Pokemon creatures. Uh, and they're around $150 each. So you're going to be in about $500 to play the game. Uh, but once you're in, you can start breeding your axes, selling those axes. You can earn small love potions, which you can sell on Uniswap. 
Uh, you can buy land, you can do a bunch of different things, which can be lucrative. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool. It's gone up a ton in the recent weeks. Uh, I would have given it a moon. It might be overvalued at this point. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, I don't think it can keep going parabolic, especially in, in the bear market we're in right now. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not to say that you can't make money off this if the bull run continues in, in a few months from now. Yeah, it's one of the only coins I've seen that is uh, currently around its all-time highs. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's about double its all-time highs, actually, almost. Well, its previous one, yeah, the May, the May peak. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I could uh, invest recommend investing in this currently um but it definitely will be a good one to get into should the price come down a little bit brian what are you thinking i mean i think it goes with our the last thing and how we we talked about it um what i guess wednesday or friday i think we we talked about friday <clears throat> um mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the NFT games, it, I mean, blockchain games are just exploding. I, I really don't think it matters. As long as you're in here right now and getting your community involved and getting, you know, lots of holders and lots of people excited about it and playing and uh, interacting with it, I think, you know, I, I don't see it not being a good, you know, return in the long run. Um, it's, a, I mean, yeah, it is near its all-time high, but heck, I you know, it's it just, it's booming and they're, they're exploding. I mean, these, some of these games are and once they all go mobile, it's, it's like game over. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of these games have the ability to actually play and you don't have to have your computer. You can play it on mobile and that's game changing. I mean, that's revolutionary when it comes to these kinds of um, projects. So I, yeah, I, I, I give it a moon. Very cool. I'm going to give this one a moon as well. And something to know, Axie is looking into being on iOS and Android by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And they're planning on having a free-to-play game where you don't actually have to buy the creatures to play, which I personally think will be really cool. I mean, it could have like like two different types of games on the platform where people can get into it for free. And then if they like it, they can end up buying it and maybe making some money off of it. If you want to learn more uh, about Axie Infinity, we made a video on it last week. Uh, right here, you can figure out how to buy axes and learn some more about the game from a fundamental perspective. Uh, oh, wait, this is the how to buy website, but I think the video is is on here uh, somewhere. So make sure you go check this out. Benzinga.com slash money slash how to buy Axie Infinity. Uh, you can just look it up like I did. Um, but yeah, that is all we have time for today, unfortunately. Uh, thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Shout out the Mooner Bus mob. We cannot wait to see you back in here on Wednesday uh, where we'll be talking to the Cosmos Protocol. That is going to be a really, really good one. Lots of education. I can't wait to learn uh, from that interview. Um, but yeah, thank you, Ryan and Brian. Great show today. Uh, this has been Mooner Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. As always, I'm Logan Ross. Have a good one. <laughs>